Hi, you guys. I'm your host, Shahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. So about this weekend, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm still recovering from this weekend. I went to a singles event. Yes, a singles event. And I'll get into the reason why later in this episode. But when I say I had so much fun at this singles event, it's an understatement. It was absolutely amazing. I completely stepped out of my comfort zone and went to this event solo dolo. No friends, no co-workers, not a best friend. I mean, it. I, I had an amazing time going solo dolo. That's something I've, I rarely do. I'll go to the movies by myself. I'll go out to eat by myself, but I've never gone to a club by myself. I've never gone to an event by myself. I always felt like I needed a wing person, just one extra body to talk to. And um, for this event, I went completely by myself and I surprised myself in essence. You know, at first I was a little intimidated going, but honey, after I got two drinks in me, a little liquid courage as they call it, I began to mix and mingle and meet some amazing people, both men and women, not just men, women as well. I met some great people. I've connected with people. We've exchanged contact information. I've friended people on Facebook and I plan to do this again because it was absolutely amazing. Um, like I said, though, I'm still recuperating. Like after it was Friday night and then I went out again Saturday night, Saturday night. And my, my friend was like, Oh, you become a little social butterfly. I sure am. Yes, I am. I'm getting out of my introverted box. I'm stepping out and I want to meet people. You know, I'm getting too old to be, you know, in a box. Okay. And being to myself, like, I want to get out. I want to have fun. So that's what I did. Um, I encourage anyone who feels like they're an introvert like me. Um, and quite as is kept by am introvert. I don't believe the hype of me doing these podcasts <laughs> when I'm in a social setting I am a little bit of an introvert but for those who are step out of the box sometimes don't let life pass you by just because you feel that you're too shy to do stuff like that I'm telling you you'll have a good time if you get out of your mind if you get out of yourself step out of yourself sometimes you'll have a good time all right So let's get into this episode. On last episode of Dating with Herpes, I talked about confessing or confusing, excuse me, fearful thoughts as intuition. It is so easy for us to confuse these two. And we can sometimes overanalyze, you know, trying so hard to protect ourselves that we miss out on something great. I am guilty of doing that, especially in the relationship or whatever this is that I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, I said whatever this is, and I'll get into that a little bit later. But on this episode, I want to talk about the importance of being happy with yourself before entering into a relationship. Now, that was my intentions, um, but I think when I started doing a little bit of research, I kind of got sidetracked, but I think still all kinds of it kind of goes together. So we're going to get into it. So let's get started. So I think I told you guys in my last episode that I've been dealing with a lot of, or a few things I should say in my current relationship or situationship, whatever you want to call it. 
I've been battling um, basically a lot of fears of losing my guy. I mean, point blank and period. Like, this is um, nothing new. This has happened in the past. But, I mean, like with other relationships, you know, I still deal with losing. Like I said, the disclosure part comes easy to me now. Now the, the hard part for me to learn how to cope and develop and, and be better with is the fear of losing. You know, I, I just sometimes feel like I'm going to lose my guy. And, I, and that's happened in the past. And I still have to learn how to not be so anxious about it all the time and not put so much thought into it all the time. Well, I'm still dealing with it to completely, to be completely honest from the last episode to this episode, not much has changed. Even though I talked about what I should do, Rome wasn't built in a day. (laughs) It wasn't built in a day and neither will the way that I think about things. The only thing I can do is put it into practice. And the more I practice it, the easier it will be for me when it comes to handling, you know, being in a relationship. You know, I'll eventually get to a part, just like I I eventually got to a part where disclosure, the fear of disclosure no longer bothered me. Eventually, I will get to a part of my life where the fear of losing my partner will no longer bother me. Like I can have it either one way or the other. If he stays, he stays. If he goes, he goes. It doesn't bother me. So that's where I am. So, like I said, I'm still dealing with it. And on one particular day, I was leaving um, a doctor's appointment. And um, it was heavy on my mind. I was thinking about it as a drive. Y'all know that when you're driving, a lot of times that's where you do most of your thinking. That's where you, you kind of come to the resolution of things, figure things out. So that's what was happening on this particular day. I was driving home from a doctor's appointment and I was thinking a lot about it. And if I haven't told you guys why this insecurity is all of a sudden coming up because a couple of weeks back, a couple of months back, everything seemed like roses, right? <laughs> like, yeah, hi, well, where is this coming from all of a sudden? Well, I'm going to tell you where it's coming from. It's actually coming from because when me and my guy first started dating, he had a lot of time for me. And it wasn't because, you know, he wasn't working or anything. Well, in essence, yes, he wasn't working as much. The company that he works for or the or the the job that he works at, he works, um, I'm not gonna say where he works at, but um they were going under renovations. And the department that he works in particularly, the whole area was being gutted. And he's a manager. So even though he's a manager, there weren't employees there that he needed to manage because it was being renovated. So some days he would go in the office and work and make sure everything was being handled, you know, as it should, or he would leave work early some days or some days he wouldn't go to work at all because there was nothing for him to do. So during this time, like the first couple of months, first three months of us dating, um, he had a lot of time on his hand. You know, he was able to take care of his business. Um, he was able to spend time with his daughter, which in essence meant that he had time to go on dates with me and it didn't interfere with any of his day-to-day life. Well, fast forward to the, the last couple of months and the renovations are now complete and he now has to rebuild his staff um, because during the time when they're down, some people quit because they weren't working. 
And so he has to rebuild his staff. And in the between of, in the interim of rebuilding his staff, he's had to put in a lot of extra hours to cover where there's a deficit. So he doesn't have time. Sometimes he works 60 hour weeks and still has a daughter that he has to cater to, you know, because of course she's his priority. You know, me and him are just dating. And, um, so yeah, so he doesn't in essence have the time for me that he used to have here in lieu lies the problem. Am I using that right? In lieu? Maybe not. Let me just say here lies the problem. The problem is now I'm feeling neglected. Now I'm feeling like I'm less important or that you don't have time for me anymore. And I don't that doesn't necessarily mean that that is true, but that's what I'm feeling like. So as I'm driving home, um, these things are starting to come across my mind. You know, all these insecurities, you know, like I still deal with, is he really working or is he dating other people? Not that he's ever given me a reason to think those things, but those are my insecurities that are popping up because I feel like we're not spending enough time together. So there has to be a reason. And even though I just gave you (laughs) a, a factual reason, that's not how we work. You know, when we're going through something, we are thinking of all of the possibilities, whether they're factual or fictional. Everything is just coming up. All of the insecurities are coming up. So I'm not being rational in my thought process. Now, don't get me wrong. I am understanding that he is a hardworking man. And that's what I want. A hardworking man, okay? And I'm also understanding that he has a life outside of me. And he can't spend every minute of his day either calling texting or spending time with me I understand all of that but the problem for me is that it hasn't just been a couple of hours or a day or even three days I haven't seen this man in almost two weeks I haven't seen him since the last time I made an episode and sometimes it goes on for even longer than that that's where the problem and that's where the insecurities um, start to kick in. And it doesn't help when you tell a friend about what's going on and how you're feeling. Because what my friend said is men will make time for things that they want to make time for. And that's something I don't need to hear. All that does is fuel my insecurity that if he really wanted to be with me, he'll make the time for me, which in essence is true but it's not true in every situation it's not true in every situation it's true they men will make time for things that they want to make time for but i also have to consider all the other factors you know that comes to play in another person's life you know what i'm saying you have to be you have to be mindful that there are other things that's going on in people's lives And that they sometimes can't make time for you. Okay. And I'm not making excuses, but you also, you just have to factor that in. You know, it's it's important that you factor that in. Okay. So let me get back to the story. So on this particular day, I'm, you know, I'm driving home. I'm, um, you know, thinking about these things and I didn't want to 
continue to let these fears bother me. So what did I do? I said a quick prayer. I was like, God, I don't know where this relationship is going, but I don't want to move, be moved by my emotions. That's what I don't want to do. And I want to be moved by my emotions and do something drastic that I will regret later. Because at the time when I was thinking all of these things, I was thinking it was time to end it. I'm still thinking, I think I talked about this last episode that I was going to end stuff with him. And I was still thinking that I was going to end stuff with him in, in this relationship with him. Because again, it had been two weeks and I hadn't, you know, not that I hadn't heard from him, but I, cause we talk every day, but it's been two weeks since I'd seen him, you know? And so that was starting to bother me and starting to mess with me. So I asked God to guide me in what I should do. I was like, God, I'm not asking for a sign because I knew I could easily misinterpret a sign or brush it off as a a coincidence. But I said, God, I need your guidance on what I should do about this situation. If it's your will that it ends, so be it. But if it's not in your will that it ends, help us both to learn how to be better for each other. I said that prayer. Now, when I got home, I laid in bed because like I said, I'd gotten from just gotten on, was leaving a doctor's appointment and I was ha- had infusion therapy. And sometimes the infusion therapy kind of knocks me out because it takes three hours. So I um, actually take that day off when I'm having infusion therapy um, so that if I am tired, I can go home and go to sleep instead of having to go back to work. So when I got home, I turned on the TV and when I turned on the TV, I saw Dr. Phil was on. It just, it came on to that channel. And I typically do not watch Dr. Phil because in my opinion, he never really offers good advice. He always just kind of talks and talks at the people and asks questions, but he never gives advice in my opinion. But on this particular day, I was like, let me see what he's talking about, which was very odd, very odd. Now, the topic of the show that day there was a young woman, she was African-American and she asked the question, she wanted Dr. Phil's help because she said she was always ghosted. And for those who don't know what ghosted is, you're too old. You're too old. (laughs) I'm just playing because everyone should know what ghosted is. At least everyone above or under 60 should know what ghosted is. I don't think my mom would know what ghosted is. If I explained there, of course she'll understand. But ghosting is when you've been talking to somebody and then you feel like everything is going great, but all of a sudden the person comes up missing. You don't get any messages from them anymore. You don't receive any phone calls. They absolutely disappear. Hence the reason why it's called ghosted. All right. Now this young lady, she's a pretty girl. And from what I understand, she was well-educated and she seemed to have a to have had a very good personality, but she was always ghosted and she wanted to know why she wanted Dr. Phil to help her figure out why she was always ghosted more. So, um, the reason why I continued to watch (laughs) was because she said she felt like she was a stepping stone, which meant that, and she explained that she felt that when a man dates her, and ended the relationship with her, ended the situationship with her, the very next person that he meets or the 
you know, the next thing they, that she knows is that they ended up in a long-term relationship or getting married. Now, this is where I really start to pay attention because I've always felt that was me. I always felt that I was, the, if I was just to say, if you want to get married or if you want to meet the one, date me first. And I guarantee the next person that you meet is going to be the one. Like I, I say that all the time. And I felt that wholeheartedly because I saw it happen time after time after time. And Facebook is not a help when it comes to seeing that stuff. So that's why now I don't even remain friends with people who I used to date. I, I have a lot of guy friends that I still am friends with that I used to date, but I stopped being friends. I had to unfriend them because it was driving me nuts. Like what is wrong with me that the very next person that you date, you end up marrying or y'all end up having a baby. You know what I'm saying? Or you say, this is the one on Facebook, you know? So that when, when she said that, I was like, whoa, she sounds like me. <laughs> um, and she also said that, um, what did she say? Oh, she said that, or Dr. Phil pointed out, like he took, um, screenshots of her text messages from the people that ghosted her. Um, and in a lot of the messaging, she would ask constantly, do you have a girlfriend? And so Dr. Phil actually brought one of her quote unquote ghosts onto the show to ask what happened and why did they, why did this particular person ghost her? And he said it really was because she continuously asked him if he had a girlfriend. And the reason her reasoning for it was because she had experienced time after time after time that meeting people online, specifically Facebook or on dating sites, that they that men say they didn't have a girlfriend, but after dating them for a while, she found out that they indeed had a relate they were in a relationship or they had a girlfriend or they were married, whatever the case. And I could identify with that. But what the guy said um, was that he was not in a relationship. He didn't have a girlfriend. And the fact that she asked him not once, not twice, but three times, if he had a girlfriend, it turned him off because he was like, I'd already explained to her that I didn't have a girlfriend. So the fact that she asked me not a, just a second time, but a third time made him know that she had insecurities and he did not want to deal with the drama. Hey, are you there? Are you listening? Come here, I got a secret to share with you. It's a private group on Facebook called DWH. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating with Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com forward slash Yahira.jones.1. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y-A-H-I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot the number one. That's the first step. 
Once you're there, I need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the Dating with Herpes private group. Once you've sent me that message, I will send you an invitation so that you can join the link. Now, this is a brand new page, so there's not a lot of content on the Hybrid Jones profile page, but I do have content on the group page. So again, go to my Facebook page, yahira.jones.1. Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group and then I will send you an invitation. That's the only way to join at this time, but I want this to be a place where all of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners, and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook, but this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. So Dr. Phil actually brought a special guest on the show. Um, his name was Matthew Hussey. Comes to find out he is a YouTube influencer. Um, and the majority of his videos are advice to women on how to attract and keep the man that they want. You know, from what I saw, he has a lot of videos on it and he has millions of subscribers. So I'm going to take that his advice is well sought and very good. Um, I did watch a couple of videos. Um, when I say a couple, I mean, I literally mean two videos. Um, and his advice was pretty good. You know, it was pretty good. I didn't agree with everything, but I'm pretty sure y'all don't agree with everything I have to say as well. But the bottom line of what he was saying, it was pretty good advice. I will say this on Dr. Phil's show though, his advice was spot on. I totally 100% agree with what he, what he had to say. And basically what he told this young lady is that she needed to have higher standards. That's bottom line. What, what, um, he told her and you may think that her standards are already too high but that's not what he was talking about he was talking about her self-worth and I'll get to that in a minute but he told her um and I'm looking at my notes where did what did he say to her okay what he told her was that when she was constantly asking Um, the guys that she dated, if they had girlfriends, it was basically showing her scars. It was showing her scars. It was telling them that she was insecure, which is what the ghost guest said that, you know, that she didn't trust men. Bottom line. He said that, um, she was telegraphing her fears to the person she wanted to attract the most. Isn't that crazy? And something that Dr. Phil had said too that I said, hmm, I told this to my listeners. He basically said, um, have you heard that you can attract what you fear? And that's basically the laws of attraction. I talked about that a couple of episodes ago. And then again, uh, way back, way back. I don't even remember what episode that was, but it was talking about laws of attraction. Now, Hussey also said that 
she shouldn't um, go all in just because she received a little attention or a little interest from a guy that she liked. And that resonated with me. That was my hmm moment because I have a tendency to go all in. And I know I'm, I went all in, in my current relationship. Like once I got past, you know, the fact of disclosure was over and he was still wanting to date me and I was attracted to him. He was attracted to me. And, you know, I was like, Oh, he looks like a good guy. I was all in. I was like, let's get married (laughs) in my mind. But that's not what he was basically saying. That's not how it should be. Like you should still just let things progress naturally is what he was trying to tell her. Um, And that she should have higher standards of going all in, you know, just because somebody showed you a little interest. And even though my guy, it may not seem so little because he, you know, accepted me, but it was just a little interest. Like I told him on my first date with him that I had herpes and after that you know now count it we had really good conversations prior to our first date so I was already really liking him but still it was just the first date and after that I was all in so that's why it really resonated with me like I was all in out the gate and the fact that now I'm like questioning everything It just was a light bulb moment. Maybe I went in too hard in the beginning. Maybe I should have slowly and gradually gotten to a point of, you know, this could be the one. You know what I'm saying? Um, What did he say? He said going all in was like, just with a little interest, that going all in with a little interest was like giving your keys or your house keys to someone just because they said they liked your house. Isn't that crazy? Going all in with someone who shows you a little interest is like giving them the keys to your house just because they said they liked your house. When you put it in that perspective, you wouldn't do something like that. That's absolutely crazy. You would never do that. Say, here's the key to my house. So they come back and rob you? No, you wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't trust anybody that quickly. So to put all of your trust and go all in at just the the beginnings of a relationship is crazy. He also said that he himself, Hussey said this, that he doesn't invest in someone based off of how much he likes them, but he bases it off of how much they invest in them. So he matches the investment. If someone is not giving you their all, then don't give them your all. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know how much I agree with it. It sounds good. Um, I think it's good advice. Y'all tell me if y'all think it's good advice. And it could be because I'm a little scared here that it sounds like it's good advice. But I think that's really sound advice. But I want you guys to tell me what you think. Should you go all in? just because somebody shows interest in you. And I feel like that's a no, but y'all tell me what y'all think. But also tell me what you think about when he says that you shouldn't um, invest in someone based on how much you like them, 
but rather than how much they invest in you, you match their investment. And then she also, the, the guest, the female guest, she talked about how, um, she always wanted closure. And I felt the same way too. Like I always want to know why, you know, someone became disinterested. And I think the reason why I always want to know the reasoning for it of why they no longer want to talk to me is I want to know if it was because of the herpes or if it was because of me, because if it was just because of me having herpes and I was like, okay, well, I understand that. But if they became disinterested because of my personality or something that I did or whatever, something that I have more control over, then it would be like a shot to the heart. You know what I'm saying? So I always want to know the why. But what Hussey explained to her was, is that the disinterest is the disclosure, is the, um, the, um, resolution, the disinterest is the closure, not disclosure. I said disclosure. (laughs) The disinterest is the closure. You don't have to have a resolution. You don't have to have a reasoning. If a person becomes disinterested in you, let that just be it. Let that be it. So I got a lot from watching that episode. And the reason why I feel like this was an answered prayer, I should say this was an answered prayer because one, I feel personally that I still have a lot of things with me that I need to better. And that's why I said at the beginning, of this episode, um, the importance of being happy with yourself before entering into a relationship. I don't think I've ever, um, sat down and really analyzed myself. What makes me happy? What, um, do I find joy in? Um, am I good with being single? What if I never got What if I never get married? What if I never have children? I felt like I masked a lot of things that I don't want to talk about um, or outcomes I'm afraid of, like never being married, never having children, not finding love. Um, I masked that with other things. Um, And I think that's okay sometimes. I feel like you have to find joy in other things um, and that being in a relationship is not everything. But at the same time, you still need to know how you feel about those things. And I I didn't answer this question um, or I didn't really, um, I really didn't explore what it means to be happy with yourself. And I probably will do that in in another episode, maybe next episode. Um, but I felt that this, um, experience that, um, I just shared with you, it ties into it. I think it really, for me began to, you know, 
why am I putting so much emphasis on being in this relationship? Am I afraid that if this relationship doesn't work, that this is my last chance? Which takes me to, I remember the last episode, um, I told you guys that my mom said something that pissed me off. But in hindsight, it ties into this as well. And maybe this is something that God is wanting to show me. And that's why it's an answer prayer. Because there's still things that I need to deal with before I can be better for my guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, And it doesn't answer if me and my guy need to be together or if we should be together or if it's going to work. But for me to find the happiness that I want, I have to be happy with myself and um, I have to deal with these insecurities because if I don't deal with the insecurities that I have, then I'm going to be just like this girl that was on this episode. I was going to be walking around thinking that there was nothing wrong with me, but everybody else can see my scars. You know, everybody else will be able to see my scars if I don't deal with them. So that's the point of this episode. I know I didn't really answer um, the question I had at the top of um, being happy with yourself. I think I'm going to make that another episode. And then I will also tell you what my mom said in the next episode. I'm running long again. And I know I promised that this time, but I really feel like that is a complete episode by itself. And I feel that what I experienced and what she said ties into the process of being happy with myself. So I'm going to end that here. (laughs) I hope you guys got something out of this episode. I am still learning. If you don't get anything out of it, um, get this, that everything is a process. You're not going to have the answers to every question instantly. Sometimes it's going to take time to figure out what it is that you need to do the changes that you need to make within yourself to get to the places that you want to be. And I think that was what God was teaching me through this whole experience. Um, I want to thank my listeners who reached out to me via email. Sometimes I feel like the stuff that I say is only for myself. (laughs) Like I can only relate uh, to what I say and that am I just talking out the side of my neck or if I'm just um talking to um figure stuff out on my own um and that it's not relevant to anyone else but I receive emails and you guys are so great the ones who email me the listeners who email me who tell me to keep doing what I'm doing who tells me that you know they are able to relate with what I said and that they are experiencing the same things. You guys don't know how much it means to me. Sometimes it brings me to tears because I feel like I'm walking in what God wants me to do. And I don't know where it's going to lead, but I know it's going to be, um, it's going to lead me to great things. Um, and sometimes I feel like I'm rambling. I feel like I'm rambling right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> I say this all the time. I feel like I'm rambling, but the ramble is good. <laughs> the ramble is helping somebody. It's helping me and it's helping someone else. It might not be helpful to you. This episode may not be for you. You may not have received anything from this episode, but please keep listening. Um, if you're, if you're, you know, a consistent listener, if you didn't get anything out of this one, maybe the next one will be of some help to you at some sorts. I know that I don't talk about, um, herpes as much as I used to. And, um, you may have picked up on that as well. Um, it's because I've ran out of things to talk about. Like you can only talk about herpes, but for so long, you know what I'm saying? It's only so many topics you can get out of that one topic. Um, there may be other things that, you know, that I come across and I will talk about it. But in essence, I am still on topic. You know, this podcast is called Dating with Herpes. So even though I'm not talking about herpes all the time now, it's still relevant because I'm a person that has herpes and I'm out here dating and meeting people and wanting to be in a relationship and the trials that come with that, um, and still having herpes. So I'm rambling for real now. So I'm going to end this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and being supportive. I appreciate you so much. Until next time, I'm your host, Yahira Jones. Oh, let me say this. If you would like to email me, please hit me up at Hope at gmail.com. That is Y-A-H-I-R-A-J-O-N-E-S at gmail.com. If you're listening to this podcast via Anchor, you can press the message button at the bottom of the screen to leave me a message that way. Or if you're listening through any other streaming podcast streaming platforms, you can go to my show link um, and leave me a message that way. Until next time, I'm your host, Jahira Jones. Take care and God bless.